Hi, this is Reem Halabi joining you live from ESC 2017. It is my pleasure to be joined today by Dr. Halcox, who just presented the Rehearse AFib screening trial. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Reem. It's a great pleasure to be here and to talk about our work. All right, so tell us why did you decide to do this study? Yeah, so we did a, an AF screening study in patients with uh, uh, increased risk of developing atrial fibrillation and having a stroke if they were to develop it. Mm. So we know that atrial fibrillation is an increasingly common arrhythmia, particularly in our aging population in the presence of other risk factors. And it's also something that's uh, not, not as well diagnosed as it should be. So there's a, a real unmet need to identify more people who are at risk of uh, stroke uh, from, from cardiac em embolism from atrial fibrillation. And uh, we know that if we're able to identify more people and treat them effectively with anticoagulation, then we should be able to have a significant impact on stroke risk and the significant healthcare burden that arises from that. So we, we undertook a, a one-year randomized controlled trial where we randomized 1,000 patients to either routine medical care or to twice-weekly ECG monitoring with a handheld single-lead ECG device, the Alive Core Cardiac System, and to see whether whether or not we'd be able to pick up more atrial fibrillation earlier and potentially uh, develop a strategy that in the future might reduce the risk of stroke. Oh, tell us more about this device. So is yeah. it, do they just put their hands on and then yeah, able so to transmit a, it to you it's guys? It's a really, uh, really nice device. It's very popular. It's already available in, for routine clinical practice. It's being used quite a bit in the UK and certainly mm -hmm. in the US. It's authorized by the FDA and the UK's NICE mm -hmm. for, for detection of atrial fibrillation and, uh, and, and uh, diagnosis of, of arrhythmias in challenging patients. So what, what you do, it's uh, you put uh, two fingers on a, a small two electrode plate that connects to a smartphone or a tablet, or in the case of our study, the last ever produced mm -hmm. iPods. Mm -hmm. And we can upload the ECGs directly onto a secure server through an encrypted connection, mm -hmm. and the healthcare team can uh, analyze the ECGs. There's also an automated algorithm which uh, has some fairly good sensitivity and specificity for diagnosis of atrial fibrillation, but we wanted to look a little bit further into that, so all of the ECGs were actually over read. And what did you find? So, well, we found, not surprisingly, obviously, because we were looking <laughs> for it and using the device, we found that the, uh, uh, this strategy, twice-weekly ECG monitoring, was able to pick up uh, approximately four-fold increase uh, diagnosis of uh, atrial fibrillation. So we, we identified 19 cases over the course of the year in the Alive Core arm and five cases in the routine care arm. And interestingly, two of the cases who presented in the routine care arm, the AF was picked up at the time of their stroke. But in interest, obviously it's important to say that this, stu this study wasn't powered to address uh, hard clinical outcomes such as stroke, systemic embolism, and statistically speaking, the uh, adverse events were similar in both arms. But obviously you'd need a much larger uh, study to, to look at the clinical impact. And what about the cost effectiveness of this tool? Yeah, so we, at, at the moment we've only done the health economics to a cost of diagnosis of atrial fibrillation. Obviously, it's not a clinical outcome trial, so we won't be able to get the precise cost effectiveness. We'll only be able to model that from our data. But the cost per diagnosis of atrial fibrillation seemed reasonably acceptable at around $10,000, £8,255 uh, per diagnosis of atrial fibrillation. So a reasonably acceptable cost, particularly when you have very effective treatments available to reduce the risk of stroke once this has uh, been tested in larger populations. And how do you think this study will affect the clinical practice and screening yeah. uh, guidelines? Well, I think we, uh, just before uh, I say that, it's, it's important to say that we also undertook a patient experience survey 
and the patients generally loved the device. They found it very uh, straightforward to use. It was generally very acceptable. It, importantly for a screening tool, it didn't increase their levels of anxiety. In fact, they were less anxious mm -hmm. if they were using the device than the control arm. So we know that it picks up more atrial fibrillation. We also know that it's acceptable to the patients. It seems to be something that can be achieved at an acceptable cost. Whilst I don't think our, our data are, are substantial enough to say that this is something that we should introduce into routine care, mm -hmm. it certainly shows that this type of approach would be a strategy that is feasible and appropriate for testing out in larger, appropriately powered outcome studies. And what about the compliance of the subjects enrolled? Yeah. That so would that, be interesting to know. Yeah, it, it is. We, we published some data. The paper is published uh, simultaneously in, in circulation, so it, it's there. There's a little more detail mm -hmm. uh, available there. But we found that patients were generally pretty good at complying. There wasn't perfect compliance. Uh, over uh, 90, uh, around 80% of the patients sent at least one ECG for over 90% of the weeks of the study, and about two-thirds of the patients presented two, uh, ECG on two separate occasions on 75% or more of the weeks of the study. So the compliance was really pretty good. And interestingly, we, we recruited an elderly population, so everyone was over 75. There was around 60 people in each arm who uh, were over 80. And it seemed to be that the older you were, your compliance with the protocol was just as good. So even the older silver surfers were still able to, uh, to manage to, to keep up with the demands of the protocol just as well as the younger ones. Congratulations on the result. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. I would like to thank the audience as well for joining us live from ESC 2017.